truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for joining us here today, live and on demand on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. 888-900-3393 is the number here to Blaze Radio, TV, and Podcast, 888-900-3393. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Email us there, steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Probably going to be a little rusty. We've been off for nearly a week. And if you guys have tried to keep up with me on social media while we were away, I didn't keep up with like almost anything. I mean, I, I'm loosely aware of what's happening in the world. Um, but I, I spent most of that time away recharging only to find out when I returned all of the same dumb discussions we were having. Say it ain't so. Before we left are still ongoing. <laughs> All right. So we will enter into the fray here today. we got a lot going on. We've got Pop Culture Tuesday. We take a look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And despite more Americans having more discretionary income in their pockets, it was a 2% drop in summer movie attendance compared to last year. We'll discuss some possible reasons why that is. And one studio ruling them all and is there a lesson there as well Uh, also we'll get to fake news or not we're gonna play one clip in its entirety and then we're gonna let todd and aaron react to it and it's a clip from fox news that went viral over the weekend while we were away we've got ken cuccinelli one of the new uh, immigration czars for the administration he is joining us here at the bottom of the hour but before we get to all of that I mentioned while we were away, here's Aaron Aaron letting us know what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Where to Begin. We'll start with the hurricane. Category 5 Hurricane Dorian slammed into the Bahamas this weekend, killing five people and destroying hundreds of homes. It's now a Category 3 storm as it moves north towards Florida, Georgia, and the Carolinas. Law enforcement in Texas say they shot and killed a gunman they believe is responsible for shooting and injuring at least 25 people while killing seven more. The Odessa Police Department said Saturday the suspect hijacked a U.S. mail carrier and started shooting at random. The shooter had reportedly been fired from his job earlier in the day and had a criminal background. Naturally, this kicked off the post-shooting news cycle, which is one of the worst things ever. The same people beating the same drum for the same thing, gun control. And it's all about special interest, and it has to stop. It has to stop. The idea that we don't have elimination of assault-type weapons, magazines that can hold multiple bullets in them, is absolutely mindless. One or two a day all over this country, a hundred killed daily in the United States of America. We're averaging about 300 mass shootings a year. No other country comes close. So, yes, this is 
fucked up. Moving on, a President Trump update. He officially unveiled and established the U.S. Space Command last week. Only the best people update. President Trump's personal assistant resigned after telling journalists details about the Trump family. An Inspector General report released last week finds former FBI Director James Comey lied multiple times and leaked classified information, among other serious violations. The Inspector General referred him to the Department of Justice for prosecution. He won't be prosecuted for some reason. In response, Trump said the fact that James Comey was not prosecuted for the absolutely horrible things he did just shows how fair and reasonable Attorney General Bill Barr is. So many people and experts I have watched and read would have taken an entirely different course. Comey got lucky. I was told there was going to be swamp training. Minnesota Congresswoman Elon Omar is back in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. A divorce filing from the estranged wife of a Washington, D.C. consultant for Elon Omar's campaign says the congresswoman had an affair with her husband. This comes after Omar herself filed for a divorce from her own husband back in July. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, pro-democracy protesters are literally dismantling tear gas with their own hands. 37-year-old Emilio Carrasco Hernandez became the seventh illegal alien accused rapist in the last five weeks in Montgomery County, Maryland, after investigators said he raped a 15-year-old girl. On the campaign trail, billionaire Tom Steyer has reportedly dumped about $16 million into Iowa. Unfortunately, too few pools in the state means he's going to be left out of the next debate. The University of Kansas faculty and staff are calling for the campus to eject Chick-fil-A, calling it, quote-unquote, a bastion of bigotry. Kansas, man. Kansas. Sydney University in Australia is lowering its standards for women hoping to enter their engineering program. They can get into the course with 10 fewer ATAR points, and this is part of a plan to get more women to study engineering and consequently get into the engineering workforce. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, I was assured gender is fluid. Me aseguraron que el género es fluido. Washington Post op-ed headline, conservatives say we've abandoned reason and civility. The Old South used the same language to defend slavery. Vox headline, on eating watermelon in front of white people, quote, I'm not as free as I thought, end quote. Pulitzer Prize finalist author Rebecca Mackay says, quote, Is anyone else made really uncomfortable these days by anyone wearing any kind of red baseball cap? Like, I see one and my heart does weird bleep, and then I finally realize it only says Titleist or whatever. Maybe don't wear red caps anymore, normal people. Checking in on MSNBC. The weirdest thing about the Electoral College is the fact that if it wasn't specifically in the Constitution for the presidency, it would be unconstitutional. Great observation, Copernicus. And finally, in the wake of Hurricane Dorian about to slam into Florida, Florida man is here with some great ideas. Can't see how they haven't come up with some kind of way to com- combat these storms yet. They keep saying, uh, you know, two days ago, three days ago, oh, it said this, but it's going to hit all this warm weather, all this warm weather and warm water. We have a Navy. Why don't the Navy come and drop ice in the warm water so it, that it can't get going as fast as it's going? There's got to be ways to combat this instead of just pointing at the thing and saying, well, it's, uh, now it's getting worse. Yeah, we know it's getting worse, but you tell us, oh, it's the warm weather, oh, it's the wind. Well, we have an Air Force. Drive some Air Force planes around to get the winds going the opposite way. 
the Navy to go in circles to fight it the other way. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage today brought to you by our friends at Home Title Lock. Most of us have tens, maybe even hundreds of thousands of equity. That's dollars of equity in our homes. It's our savings account, maybe a retirement nest egg, a quick cash in an emergency. Now imagine that equity is gone, stolen by online thieves. It's called home equity theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. Thieves have discovered that our home titles are kept online now. They forge a few documents to make it appear that you sold your home to them. Then they take out loans using your equity. You may already be a victim of equity theft and not even know it. No bank or identity theft program protects you, but Home Title Lock does. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage. And instead, when they detect tampering, they help to shut it down. Protect your most valuable asset from thieves. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, enter your address to see if you're already a victim. And register now for 60 risk-free days of protection. That's 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. I I think I've already talked more in the last 10 minutes almost than I did this last week. And that's not much much of an exaggeration. You can tell I'm rusty. I I mean, I I shut down. And that's why you deserve a lot of credit for being a total pro right there. After hearing that cavalcade of nonsense, you just went right into it like, yeah, everything normal. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the, the chair was empty after listening. I'm out. Nope. I, yes. Because I kept up, and dear God. Uh, that, that, so I don't even know where to begin with this, you know. Um, can, let, let's start with the Texas shooting, because there's a report out right now. I just read. I just retweeted it from our uh, our home account here at Blaze TV, playing a clip from CBS News. So you know the story, or I'm guessing most of you know the story that the shooter called himself in before doing the shooting. All right, called the tip line to say this is going to go down. Well, I, I want to make sure I get the wording of this exactly right. All right, this is the headline that CBS News just tweeted out. New Odessa attacker reportedly, quote, had been calling the police and the FBI for years, leaving incoherent messages. This had been going on for years. He's been doing this. So another, another known wolf. Can you guys think of one of these that there there weren't any warning signs that we should have picked up on? Another known wolf, which of course means, therefore, we must disarm lawful and sane Americans because Beto O'Rourke dropped an F-bomb on CNN. Um, this argument, this debate just gets dumber. It just, it just gets dumber. Joe Biden talking about special interest. The NRA is a shell. It's a nothing right now. It's in the midst of a civil war with itself. There, there really is no massive presence. It's just all your arguments are dumb. I mean, you guys openly admit that everything you're trying wouldn't actually stop this. I understand this gentleman had a criminal record at the same time, right? That's correct. He, he yep. had a, correct, Aaron? Yep. All right, which means he would have failed a background check. At least one. So tell me again... And 
what was what restrictions on lawful insane Americans that you're proposing would have prevented a guy doing this with a pre-existing criminal record who had been leaving incoherent messages with federal authorities for years for years i think it's entirely apropos don't you that the florida man who thinks throwing ice in the water and going in the opposite direction yes. his ideas are better Whatever you're going to say next yes his ideas are better than the answer to the question you just asked yes yeah i mean the, the, all of the it, the reason we can't leave this debate is because your arguments are bad you guys on the other side clearly don't know the content. You clearly don't know the subject matter. You don't even know the items that you're debating against. You still are. I still saw over the weekend AR-15 was being promoted as it stands for assault rifle. How many more times is that lie going to be told? Well, okay? I, do, I do think um, one of the arguments that I think uh, I'm starting to hear now is that, um, you know, the Second Amendment, if it weren't in the Constitution, it wouldn't be constitutional. I think I'm going to get good, to that in a I second. I think that's a good point. Yeah, because if my aunt had testes, she'd be my uncle. And if, if, if there weren't eyes in my body, I yeah. couldn't see. The big yellow one okay. is the sun. I yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's just. See, that's you know what you're... You know what? <laughs> yes. See? There's about to be an empty chair here. That's where your resentment level I know goes to the I, roof. Here's the, I got I to warn the audience. Even with all the vacation time we have lined up for the rest of the year, we still have five days that we have banked. And I, and what is today? <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> take, let's take the week. We were on a roll. I, I mean, if it... Let me... I've got to finish this point before I get to that other point. Um, if you want... And I'm only suggesting this because I know there are a lot of Americans that don't own guns, don't get gun culture, believe in second the, the rights to self-defense and Second Amendment that that want to just see something done. Right. The, the Pew poll before we left for vacation last week that showed most Americans want action. And in that same poll admitted the action that's being proposed wouldn't stop this. All right. So if you know those people or if you're one of them, I, I'm not I'm not debating the beta or works or Joe I'm, I, that this is just it's asininity. It, it's not a debate. I, I, I wouldn't debate flat earthers. I wouldn't debate the dude with the crazed hair on the history channel about whether Elijah, the prophet really didn't leave on a chariot of fire, but, but on a UFO, I, I'm not good. I mean, I don't have time in my life for this. I was given a finite amount of time by the creator above. He gave me a commandment to redeem the time. I waste enough of it as it is playing video games and watching football. I can't add this to my resume to answer for either. I just can't. I've got enough frivolous time already. I haven't redeemed that I have just wasted. Okay. Well into my 40s still. I, I can't add debating uh, clowns. Uh, I just can't do it. Because they, they're not interested in a debate. They never get their facts straight. But if you're one of those Americans that's just wanting to know, what, what, is there anything we can do about this? Tell me. Here's the question that has to be answered. If, if, if they're going to ignore a guy who turned the Las Vegas Strip into an armory in broad daylight over the course of three days... One of the most surveillanced cities in the world, right there on the strip. If they're going to ignore 
the calls to the FBI field offices before Parkland. If they're going to ignore the calls that were made before the nightclub shooting in Orlando. If they're going to ignore how many times this gentleman in Odessa, Texas called and left rambling, incoherent messages. If, if we already have background checks, people are failing them with criminal records. If the current systems in place are being ignored by the authorities in place, what makes you think law, disarming sane and lawful Americans is the solution? Because I would tend to think that if you can't trust the system to fulfill its most basic safeguards, then you're almost being given the message, if not flat out, you're better off just defending yourself. You can't, you can't trust them. I mean, it, it, to me, we're approaching, and I want to, and, and I'm not someone who, you know, we've had these discussions on this show for the last couple of years. If I, I didn't immediately jump in and reject the bump stock ban. I didn't even immediately reject the red flag conversation a couple of weeks ago, right? I said, hey, let's, let's ha- I'm, I'm open to your ideas if you have some. But if, but so far I'm not hearing any. So I'm, I'm not totally closed off on this. As I've talked about in the past, my wife is diagnosed bipolar. Even though I have my concealed carry permit, I don't currently have a, an, a firearm in our home. That's a decision my wife and I made. I didn't grow up in gun culture. You know, my dad was a big time hunter. And the last thing I wanted to do was spend eight hours a day out in the woods with Dave Dace. I, I want to live. All right. So that was, a, that, that, that's, I've, I've, I have no you know, upbringing or family tradition. So I'm about as neutral on this as someone who's staunchly pro second amendment, but not really a, a, you know, a gun person that you're probably going to find on this side of the aisle. I'm open to, if you have sane arguments, if you have real solutions, but the threshold you're going to have to clear is Explain to the sane, law-abiding citizen why they should disarm themselves. Go, go find, go find a, 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 someone who is armed in Odessa, Texas, who sees this headline from CBS News that this guy left rambling, incoherent, nut job calls to the feds for years. And nobody checked him out. Nobody picked him up. He had, had a criminal record. Failed a background check. See, because that guy in Odessa, Texas, I'm, I'm guessing actually they sold out of guns in Odessa, Texas, whatever was left. Whoever was sitting on the fence of whether to have one in their home, when they see this story, that this guy was calling and leaving manifestos on the phone, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the voicemail of the feds, when he called them ahead of time to give them a tip, this is going down, I'm doing this right now. I don't know if you were driving by Bass Pro Shops in Odessa, Texas, and on the edge, you're kind of uh, sitting there thinking to yourself, you know, do I, should we have a Glock? You're probably taking the day off, man, to get, it's, it's a run-on, it's probably a run-on weapons there, I'm thinking right now, when you're realizing that the, the, the officials, again, just ignored all of this. 
you're you're running into the 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 the, the argument the, the the contradictory argument of Trump's a fascist. Give him all, give government all the guns. Does that make any sense to anyone? With a, just put the emotion down. We we are all tired of body counts. All of us are. But think, if you think Trump is a fascist, why would you want to give him all the guns? And if the, if the same officials that are going to be responsible for doing all of these advanced screenings, the supercalifragilistic universal background checks and everything else are going to ignore a guy with a criminal record get, calling the tip line ahead of time and then leaving years of rambling manifestos on their voicemails. I would think, and I don't own a gun, Okay. I don't go into, I went, I've been to a shooting range once in my life. I enjoyed it. It was kind of one of those things where like, I'm okay if I go again, but I'm okay if I never go back. I'm just looking at this logically. If the same people you want to entrust to safeguard you from these nut jobs getting weapons and, 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 and committing these acts continue to ignore all of the safeguards and now the nut jobs are trolling them. Now the nut jobs are like, dude, this is going down. Two-minute warning. And, and they still don't stop this? I, I would actually think this makes the argument the other way, which is if you're on the fence here on this issue, you're probably thinking of getting off and joining the gun culture because the one place they're not shooting up are the gun shows. I mean, no one, no crazed gunman's walking it's in amazing. there and, and, and open up fire on everybody who's armed. If you notice that, all right? These almost always take place in gun-free zones. So again, I'm open to any, you know, I've taken heat from some of my own fans and listeners doing this. I'll listen. But when all the arguments begin from the premise of, we're gonna, well, we have to entrust the same people who ignored all the other known wolves and put more of our trust in them, that's, that's where you're going to run into, pardon the pun, resistance. All right? I don't know how anybody would trust their government to protect them right now. I, I don't, regardless of who's in charge, who's in the White House, who's in Congress, who's, I, I, I don't know why you would trust them. Just at face value, I don't know why you would. I thought in my career, it was possible. And it lasted for a decade. I thought in my career it was possible I would never hear someone say something dumber than George W. Bush, I'm suspending free market principles to save the free market. I, I, I didn't, I thought it was possible that we wouldn't reach that depths of negative integers, of, of self-refuting logic, of a lack of self-awareness. Of a lack of, as Red would say on that 70 show, dumbassery. I didn't, I didn't think we could. And then I, I saw Chris Hayes say, uh, uh, hold my dry martini. I got this. Hold my wine cooler. Yeah, there's no way he drinks dry martinis. <laughs> I was going to say, point of order. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't in the Constitution, it wouldn't be constitutional. I'm, 
that's true of everything in the Constitution, like everything. We could have a ton of fun making fun of that. And people already have. And they already have. I kind of feel like, you know, it's like when you get in late on a line that, that you know, because when there's an injury, like, you know how many people immediately went to their apps when they found out Andrew Luck retired? I got to bet the Colts under. Too late. You missed it. <laughs> right? So we, we should have been on the air th three days ago to do that, right? Everybody else has done that. They're probably better at it than us. Poking fun. Um, there's no way we can clickbait that better than, any, than everybody else has. So we're not even going to try. The market on that's already dried up. So, so let, me, let me try to give you a window into the soul, though, of the worldview. Because I, I, this is maybe something that hasn't been said enough. We won't come up with any better one-liners than what's already been done. And, and by the way, props to all of you. While we were off and... That's, that's, that's where, you know, that's where clickbait is good, all right? And if they're going to serve it up like that, then by all means, you know, swing away. But um, what that also was, I believe, is a window to the soul. Over the years on this show, we have pointed out there's been an evolution on the American left. That we used to debate with them what is unconstitutional. And on that, reasonable people can look at things like the general welfare clause, does that include a FEMA? Does that include the government building bridges? Does that include the government running national parks? Does that include um, a, a, you know, a, a safety net? Reasonable, reasonable people can look at that and in light of modern events and small e evolution can disagree even vociferously about what that means. All right? But we've moved beyond that in recent years now, over the course of my career, we have, we have now started debating things that I would define as anti-constitutional. Meaning that we're not debating the meaning of something. You're opposed to the meaning of that something. You want to undo the meaning of that something. Because the meaning of that something gets in your way. Saw an example of this recently with Kamala Harris. What was the distinction she tried to draw on religious liberty? I have a right to... Freedom of worship. Freedom of worship but not of religion, okay? This is a, that's an example of an anti-constitutional argument, all right? This is a common practice within leftist progressivism. It's, it's sometimes called deconstruction. Uh, it's, an, it's, a, it's an application of postmodernism, the idea that you can define the truth as you would like it to be, particularly when it's a predefined truth from God Almighty, or a predefined truth from uh, the founding fathers of the United States of America. What Chris Hayes is, he's showing you two things there. One, that he is the dumbest evolved zygote to ever be given a cable news program. And yes, I, I understand Joe, Joy Williams is still on like 4 a.m. on Saturdays. I, I know that. All right. That's number one. Elevator doesn't go to the top floor. Both oars, not in the water. Nor is he the brightest bulb in the chandelier. In fact, he's not, there's no bulbs in his chandelier, okay? I think you'd stroke out if we told you his salary right now. Yeah, don't. I, guys, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm on a very thin, <laughs> right now I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. 
What's retirement like at 46? Okay? Don't. Don't tell me. In fact, you, were, you would have been wise to not even hint at that, Erson. All right? You need me for your employment. Don't push me. All right? It was still worth it to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> that aside, here's the other thing that he is telling you. <clears throat> Pardon me. Now I get it. I was on a roll. Now I'm broken. <clears throat> the other thing he's telling you is that he's admitting that the Constitution is an impediment to the way he wants America to operate and how he sees the country. That's what he's telling you. I mean, your, your, your thoughts betray you uh, when you say something like that. And he doubled down. He said, oh, I must have really struck a nerve, Steve. Right, right. Because there's a, there's a post on my Facebook page. It's a guy's name is John. I wish I could remember his last name. I'm sorry, John. But he posted something on my Facebook wall this morning that it's a constant back and forth between, I mean, that, that tweet from Trump is ridiculous. That was the one political take I had while I was gone, was that. Complete and to total horse bleep. We're just gonna let James Comey off. That's why, if you wanna know why I didn't spend 15 minutes kvetching about the IG report, why? Nothing will be done about it. You gotta be in prison. Hashtag prison. But they're not going to do anything about it. So all I would be doing is just wasting your time on something that has no impact. But you have that versus these people are avowed communists. They want to undo the Constitution. And that's really the origin of Chris Hayes' comment. Not just that he's a dumbass. I don't know if you guys saw this a few days ago. San Francisco just banned the words offender and addict while changing convicted felon to justice involved person. Um, when, when you start banning words, you can't define right from wrong, good from evil. And once you ban words, you start banning ideas. And that's exactly what more and more of the left is trying to do. And you're seeing more and more of this with corporate America. Which is why when there's an opportunity, and, and we don't always have that option, but when the opportunity presents itself for us to do business with people that are fighting for the same causes and values we are, we should take advantage of it. Especially, for example, with a mobile phone, almost impossible to ha not have one in 21st century America today. Patriot Mobile is where you want to go. Uh, it was created to give conservatives a voice, both literally and in preserving our great nation. With big mobile companies subsidizing leftist causes that erode our values, our rights, and our country, Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone company donating to the causes you believe in. And with plans as low as $25 a month, you get nationwide service with U.S.-based customer service. And that's why more and more people are making the switch. And right now, you can get that brand new Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month through Patriot Mobile. $5 a month, that six-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera and more switching is easy just go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze to select your plan patriotmobile.com slash blaze again 
That's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Joining us here today on Blaze TV radio and podcast, he is the director of the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, which is a Department of Homeland Security. Also, the former attorney general for the state of Virginia, Ken Cuccinelli, is our guest. It's good to see you again, Ken. Thanks for joining us here, brother. How are you? I'm well, Steve. Hope you are. I'm doing okay. And I wanted to have you on for a few reasons. The the first one, though, is I wanted to ask you a very open-ended question. What is the biggest fake news that is currently being sold to the American people about immigration, what's happening at the border, et cetera, that if you had, and I'm just going to, you can take as much time as you want to answer. I mean, I got a commercial break in 23 minutes. I don't know if you need that much time. All right. But, but I'll give you as much time as if you had an open, open mic on every platform in America to debunk this, what would it be? Well, it's, it's the continuing uh, manufactured crisis narrative uh, that some people continue to trumpet about the southwestern border and southern border. Um, those are people who either haven't gone to the border or who have gone and decided to tell a different story. One of the things that I'll tell you is very frustrating to the Border Patrol agents that I've interacted with in my trips to the various sectors of the border is when they actually take the time and trouble to show people around. Literally, they what you see is what you get. And then they leave and immediately make public statements that are directly contradictory to what they themselves laid eyes on. So you, you have people who are genuinely not being truthful about the situation down there, who people are looking to for facts and leadership. And uh, that continues to go on. I will say this, Steve, if you go back six months, this was much worse than it is right now. All of the manufactured crisis, I mean, you literally had leaders in the House and Senate um, on the left who were trumpeting this. Well, you don't hear them saying it anymore, but you do hear some of their members still trumpeting this. And there are Americans out there who are still believing it quite inaccurately. I will say that across the Department of Homeland Security and with participation by HHS taking care of children and the Department of Justice where the immigration judges reside, um, we have made massive improvements, but it has taken an incredible effort. And we're still at crisis levels crossing the southern border. Uh, we went from 144,000 apprehensions in May down to 82,000 in July. And 82,000 looks really good compared to 144,000, but it's still a crisis level coming across. And we really need to drive those numbers down into, you know, 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month, back to historical lows um, before we're really going to see long-term relief. We're going to be able to really attack the case backlogs that we have in my agency, USCIS, where we handle legal immigration. Because a lot of these people who are presenting fraudulent claims are getting in the way of people who are legitimate claimants, who are playing by the rules, and the, the fraudsters are mucking up the system, frankly. Ken, I want to ask one more fake news question before we get to some of the substantive policy stuff. Explain to our audience how it can be simultaneously asserted 
that, as you pointed out, this whole thing that's been going on this year at the at the border was a manufactured crisis by conservative media and right wing politicians, and then you simultaneously assert. Uh, it's a humanitarian crisis at the border, and we're mistreating these children who are drinking out of dirty toilets. How are both of those things simultaneously asserted by the same people? Do you know? Well, because they are not terribly concerned with being truthful. Um, obviously, Steve, uh, both of those things cannot be true at the same time. Uh, we do have a crisis at the southern border. It has humanitarian elements to it. Uh, let's zero in on one uh, part of it that people like to focus on, and that's the children involved. Um, and there are obvious reasons we like to focus in on the children. Um, they're, they're, they touch our heart more than anything else. And for the first six months of this year, really reaching back into 2018, um, various elements of the leadership of the Department of Homeland Security, the experts when it comes to border security, have been shouting to the treetops, to Congress in this case, that we need more help in the form of money to take care of the children that are coming across the border, many of them being trafficked, many of them being recycled, um, and being used as tickets for adults to get into this country illegally. and. We just talked about the manufactured crisis fake news narrative that still lingers, but it was louder in the beginning of the year. But in June, we finally got Congress to pass a budget appropriation to provide for enough to take care of the children involved coming across the border. And in one month, Steve, in one month, we went from you know, 2,500 kids in border patrol facilities that were never made for this. They were never built to house children, uh, down to a couple of hundred, and among those, a bare handful that were in those facilities for more than three days, which is our measure of moving those kids on. That's the proper timeline that we should stay within. We're well within those time periods now, even while contending, I should say continuing to contend with the crisis at the border. And it is still a crisis. But in the midst of all that, when they finally took our doggone advice on how to deal with the children, lo and behold, everything we said would happen actually happened. Well, maybe, maybe the people who tell you the truth who put their credibility on the line and say, if you do A, B will be the result. And then you, after saying A isn't needed, you eventually do it. And lo and behold, B is the result. And in short order, well, maybe you ought to listen to the other things those experts say too. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good rule of thumb, Ken. When, if something is proven to work, keep doing it. And when it right. doesn't prove to work, stop. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seems reasonable, but I don't work. I don't. I'm not working in Washington D.C. You are, so I mean that's how we tend to do things in Des Moines. I don't know if that's how things work there out in D.C. We're talking to Ken Cuccinelli here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Ken, there there is a county in Maryland that now has had a seventh illegal alien rapist arrested and uncovered. Seven in one county in Maryland, not you know the southern border. Not even the northern border. 
um, uh, how there's a lot of people in our audience that are trying to figure out how how is that possible? You know, we've got somebody on our staff here at the Blaze that's been trying to legally immigrate to America from I think it's Ireland for years. What do you say to that guy who keeps getting denied U.S. citizenship? And, and yet there's a county in Maryland that's had seven illegal alien rapists and child rapists uncovered in, in, in recent time. How does that happen? Yeah, and that's in just a little over a month, Steve. That's one month. So Montgomery County, Maryland, which borders Washington, D.C., which makes this all the more poignant, is bills itself as a proudly a sanctuary county. They did that in June. And in July and August, they've seen the kind of exposure of crime by these illegals that they're harboring, because that's what they're doing. Um, They refuse to cooperate with ICE and removals. Some of these people had removal orders. And uh, this is the kind of crime they get. This is the, the level of risk they put their citizens at in order to do their virtue signaling on what has become a political hot button, that being immigration. You know, it it wasn't too long ago, uh, say in the 1996 legislation that passed on a wildly bipartisan basis, signed by Bill Clinton, and uh, it was so uncontroversial in the Senate that it passed on a voice vote uh, with people like Chuck Schumer and Steny Hoyer voting for this legislation without thinking twice about it and frankly tougher versions that didn't ultimately become law we we at my agency use that law to introduce what's called the public charge rule which means that uh, when someone seeks to be a legal permanent resident to get a green card is how most people would say that they have to prove that they are not likely to be a burden on the public a public charge to go on welfare. That's the law that comes out of, the 1996 law, which, by the way, Steve, is just a continuation of 140 years of federal legal tradition in this country that immigrants coming to stay here should be self-sufficient. Again, as you would say, seems like common sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But that comes out of the same law there in 1996 that ICE is enforcing when they're doing deportations, that so much of the work we do here at USCIS comes out of. Um, And it's interesting to note that you only go back 20 years, and really less, uh, to find a time when immigration and actual enforcement of the law was a bipartisan undertaking. You know, you talk so much about the wall. There was a, I want to say 2006 border barrier bill that got 80, 80 votes in the Senate, including Dianne Feinstein, Chuck Schumer. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. A lot of these people are still there. Um, and again, it was strongly bipartisan. Uh, you know, George Bush, George W. Bush was no hawk on immigration by any means. So it's not like you were making a comparison between President Obama and President Trump. That wasn't the analysis back then. And it was very bipartisan. We should enforce the law for the protection of not only our security, but opportunities for American workers, particularly at the lower end of the scale. Uh, This matters more to poor Americans than it does to, 
middle class and rich Americans. It has more of an impact on their life. And again, I, I wish we could get back to the day when this was all agreed to simply enforcing the law on a bipartisan basis, but it's become a political club, particularly on the left. And so we're in a different era now. And it's unfortunate, but that's the conditions on which we operate here in the Department of Homeland Security. Ken, I've got two more things I need to ask you about. I only got about four minutes, so I'll try to get to them quickly. One is I got a panic text from my wife last week while I was on vacation. She was born in Nuremberg, West Germany, while her father was stationed over there with 101st Airborne. And her phone is blowing up saying, wow, I guess if, if, if my dad was stationed over there now, I wouldn't be a U.S. citizen based on how the law has been changed because she got all these news alerts on her phone. Can you clarify for our audience exactly what the uh, policy there is? Well, that was the latest fake news episode, <laughs> but you had earlier asked me about the biggest. So... Um, a process change was made to how children who are not born U.S. citizens, which means they're not born in the United States, they're born in another country, and typically they're not born to U.S. citizens because the children of U.S. citizens who've been in the United States recently are born U.S. citizens. So uh, your wife's text was a fake news panic. Um, there's <laughs> no worries that you know when U.S. citizens get deployed with the military or with the government, and they have children overseas, they're born U.S. citizens. Um, we changed uh, the form and the process that children born not U.S. citizens have to file an N-600K instead of an N-600. Same price, same process, but in USCIS, my agency that I lead, we were not treating residency of a child not born a U.S. citizen when they resided on a military base consistent with the law. And so we would process paperwork and grant that child citizenship, or so we thought, and they'd go to get a passport from the Department of State who was obeying the law, and the Department of State wouldn't issue the passport because the child wasn't, in fact, a citizen. Hmm. You have to actually reside in the United States. So more fake news. All the same people who are born citizens before that are born citizens after it. All the same people who could become citizens through paperwork and the process beforehand can as well afterwards. They just have to go through a different aspect of the process. That's all. Good. Last thing I want to ask you, you, you said, hey, the goal here is to get this down to an apprehension of you know five to 10,000 a month. How? How, how would that happen? Well, there's no silver bullet, Steve. And President Trump has made it uh, extremely clear to all of us working in this space that we should pull out all the stops. We should use every legal tool at our disposal. So you're seeing things like the migrant protection protocols, the agreements with Mexico where people remain in Mexico. About 40,000 people are now in Mexico awaiting their typically asylum cases, but it could be other cases. Um, uh, and they're doing that in Mexico. So they're not released into the United States on recognizance to come back for a hearing date. Uh, we issued what's called an IFR, uh, a final rule that doesn't allow for the filing of asylum, period, for people who come across the border illegally between ports of entry. And um, that's pretty important, obviously, to encourage people to use the legal ports of entry and to put themselves in the legal process instead of trying to overwhelm our, um, our whole system illegally where uh, they end up just disappearing into the interior 
So that, that is a, that's another example in our agency. You saw last week what's called the Flores rule, this court-imposed rule that required us to release detained families within 20 days. Release them, court-ordered. Not surprisingly, when a judge did that in 2015, you can see since then that family units coming across the border have skyrocketed. Well, when we've checked on pilot programs, 30% of them are fake families, and those are just the ones we know about. Hmm. So we know children are being recycled for all this. They're being used, Steve. They're being trafficked. And that all out of that court ruling. Well, that was fixed by regulation last week, and it'll become effective in October. And ICE will be able to hold families all the way until their hearings are held. They won't be released any longer. And we keep reducing these motives to come into the country illegally. And there's more that we're doing and more of those. Uh, and I could go on and on. Building more border wall, of course. The president won the case to get at Department of Defense funds, which is going to dramatically increase the pace of border wall and border barrier building across the whole border where we need it most. All those things combined together is how we get there. And I said five or 10,000. The real goal, of course, is zero coming over illegally and zero apprehensions. That's the real goal. We keep working toward it, but that's an aspirational goal. Ken Cuccinelli, good to see you, man. Thanks for joining us here today and for the work that you're doing there. All right, take care. Thanks. It's Ken Cuccinelli uh, working with the Department of Homeland Security in charge of one of their uh, agencies there trying to finally do something about this immigration issue. We'll come back. Hour two, live and on demand on The Blaze. Fake news or not coming your way, as well as Pop Culture Tuesday and some commentary on what we just heard. Next. with hour two here live and on demand on the blaze by the way if you are listening to us today on demand via the podcast if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review wherever you choose to get your podcasting from we would be very grateful because the more of those we get and thousands of you have done this for us already so keep them coming but the more of these we get the more the algorithms that rule the day uh give us favor and benevolence and help us to find more people like you and then the more likely we are to get to continue to do this for you, the people. 888-900-3393 is the number to the Steve Dace Show and The Blaze. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. If you've ever wondered why you can't seem to control your appetite, regardless of how you're eating or your commitment, you always feel hungry. Believe it or not, it may not be your fault. And you know, we're not into victimology around here. Okay. So there, so I'm, I'm just going to say up front, for some of you, it is your fault because you're claiming you're doing these things and you're not. I know. I was there. I lied too. That's why I can call you out. I was doing it too. I get it. Okay. But sometimes you can put in a lot of the hard work and not get the results that you had hoped for. And that's because of the way we're wired. This is why it's sometimes it's not just as simple, by the way, as calories in, calories out. I mean, that... That's a tried and true formula, but sometimes it's not that simple because our brains are wired for survival. Uh, and that means we, we need more calories. So no matter how much we eat, that's how the brain is wired. Now, there's a mechanism in your body called OEA. It's a signal that goes from the belly to the brain to let it know when you're full and now you can stop eating. You're satisfied or satiated. You can move on. 
Okay. Unfortunately for too many of us, that signal just is not strong as it needs to be. That's where Riduzone comes in. It's FDA accepted. And all it does is provide you the OEA to help with your portion sizes and craving controls. All right. Um, Riduzone is a safe vegetarian gluten-free supplement that simply tells your body to stop eating because you're full. So if you want to stop fighting your nature and manage your hunger and your weight, Try Riduzone, America's number one weight management supplement of OEA. Just go to the website, use my name, Steve, as a promo code. You'll get 30% off your first three-month supply, 30% off with promo code Steve at Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for Riduzone.com. So the conversation we just had with Ken Cuccinelli, we'll get to fake news or not here in a moment. It, It... that conversation, for those of you that wonder why I don't just crash the ship on the shore and burn all of the lifeboats so we couldn't go back out to sea even if we wanted to. And I am tempted to do this daily. <laughs> all right, if you want to know why I don't, let me give you an example of why, how I'm tempted. A couple of things that I saw, I didn't comment on much politically while we were gone. But I did on the IG report. That's the Inspector General's report on James Comey, which basically says he's a fiend. He's an absolute fiend. He's like the face of the so-called deep state. It's him. I mean, it, 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 he's, a, he's a traitor. To some, to some extent. More interested in promoting his brand and his identity within the status quo than the best interest of the United States of America. And we've now had folks leaking sensitive information, Andrew McCabe. For that, he gets on CNN. We get, and that, that would be James Comey too, by the way, according to the IG report. How about the assisted suicide in broad daylight of a high-value target. Oh, you forgot that, didn't you? You were supposed to. There's made-up Russian collusion fantasies. There's made-up marauding gang rape fantasies about a Supreme Court justice you don't like. And yet, I know of at least one federal prison cell that could, that's empty and available. Jeffrey Epstein's. It could use a inhabitant or two. Anybody getting punished for any of this? Anyway. Anyway. The, the irony is Michael Evanetti is being charged right now by the feds for stuff it appears he actually has the documentation to say. And, and, and that is the allegations he's making that Nike was paying college players just like Adidas. And it keeps providing like all of the documentation to uh, assert or to uh, affirm his, his assertions. You know, like none of the stuff he did on cable news all of last year. What was the name of the woman he put on there that, that alleged that, uh, that, that Kavanaugh was a marauding gang rapist? And even under the most cursory cross-examination from an MSNBC reporterette just completely fell apart. I can't even remember her name uh, now. Julie Swetnick. Thank you. Thank you. 
because, you know, a last name that sounds like a hooker or a used car salesman clearly ought to be your first clue. Okay. But everyone gets away with this stuff. Everyone does. When does the swamp draining begin? We were promised swamp draining. Could we, I mean, at this point, I'm about to go Chris Rock and just ask for one rib. One. Can we get one, can we get one drain? One? If at first you don't succeed, lower your expectations around here. Can we lock somebody up for five minutes, maybe? And then this, then the, the, the tweet that Trump put out. About, well, you know, uh, my attorney general is just too well-reasoned to not put a criminal leaker like James Comey behind bars. Holy bolt, Batman. And I just use the word on Twitter because there is no other word that does that tweet descriptive justice. I have it pinned to my feet if you want to look at it. Absolute feces, man. Absolute. Wouldn't you think a guy, you know, they're still trying to get to Deutsche Bank and his finances. I think I saw that headline over the weekend while I was gone, right? Wasn't it? Because there wasn't that another fake news story over at MSNBC, Lawrence O'Donnell yeah. saying this, we finally got him. With the Deutsche Bank, then the very next day, we don't have them, and I just, uh, I'm a clown and made up the whole thing. I'm sorry. Wouldn't you think a guy who's been accused of falsely and proven to have falsely been accused, wouldn't you think a guy who's the most powerful law enforcement officer in the country, what is the, what's the presidential oath of office? To faithfully what faithfully what execute the laws the united states of america he is the most power and there is no close second well except for apparently every federal judge yeah they think that 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 means to kill the laws not to follow right, through on right them. he is though according to the constitution chris hayes he is the most powerful law enforcement officer in the united states And he's been falsely accused by many of the same people that have done all of these other things. He was falsely accused of one of the worst acts of treachery in American history, a movie plot, basically. Conspiring with a hostile foreign government to defraud the American people in a bid to falsely and under false pretenses acquire this most powerful law enforcement office in the country. Wouldn't you think the guy that's been dragged through the mud, whose son was called in, not uns, but Tice Buckwheat, under oath to testify as a target for prosecution. Whose beloved personal assistant, no, not the one that was leaking the family details. Oh, wait, hey. Got a tight... Human resources screening process over there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, apparently. No, I mean like the one who was actually loyal. Didn't they just bring poor Hope Hicks back to testify again a couple weeks ago? Didn't they just bring her back again in another perjury trap? Apparently you can still lie under oath about a lie. (laughs) Wouldn't you think the guy 
who they tried to pin the worst political scandal in American history on. And it was all fake. And he's got all the power. Wouldn't you? I mean, if he doesn't have an incentive to drain the swamp and put these people behind bars and lock them up, then I don't. I don't, I don't know that it will ever happen. There'll ever be any accountability then. He, he's not practicing reason by letting James Comey off. If anything, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Why wasn't Donald Trump bragging that he was right to fire James Comey all along? Isn't that what the IG report basically said? You're right to fire him all along. He's a terrible public servant. Terrible. 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 Not only now is his attorney general not going to prosecute this corruptocrat. And he was praising him for it. But now, Commander McBragg's not even going to point out that he was right to fire James Comey all along. Not only was the whole Russian collusion thing a fraud, there should have never, according to the Inspector General report, there should have never even been a special prosecutor. Because it was all dictated by the narratives about why Comey was fired. Well, all the IG did was say he was, if Trump made any mistake, it was not firing James Comey the day he took office. Now, some of you are going to hate me for this. Because I'm the bad guy, because I want him to keep his promises to you. That's okay. If you're one of those people... one of the reasons I decided to come back to work today, and then I, I got to get a paycheck here on the 15th, is I really like needling you folks. I mean, I love it, frankly. I can't get enough of it, actually. So um, that's my spiritual gift. I, I love offending you folks because you deserve to be offended. Because if and when the left wins, you'll be the reason why. Because you let Team GOP get away with lying to you like this. And so I'm, people like me are constantly being told that we have to vote Republican. Otherwise, blank will happen. Right? That's the argument, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm constantly responding with, tell me what they'll do if we give them power. Now, this guy we talked to last hour, I know him. I know he'll do stuff. Or at least try. Now, the courts will probably step in and Trump probably won't back him up. But if, not, if Ken Cuccinelli accomplishes nothing in that office, it won't be for a lack of trying. And you could see when he, his name came up for being appointed, all the right people were yep. offended. All of them were. All of the grifters on the right, all of the communists on the left, all of the right people were offended. So that's an immediate check the box and move on to the next phase. And that's an example because if we had been on the air Thursday and Friday, this desk might have been on fire. That tweet from Trump hit my last nerve. I might have just come in here with a lighter. You know what? I would have just come in here with a whole bunch of flower pollen and honey and just invited <laughs> the bees. Come at me. Finish it off. I, I, I can't do this show another day. Especially because I know my comments to my tweet calling him out for lying to you 
are going to be a lot of people defending him lying to them and being angry at me for wanting him to actually keep his promises to people like you. Then we come in here today. And then you hear a guy like Ken Cuccinelli, who has some convictions and some power, and will attempt to do something on behalf of both. May not be successful, we'll see. But he's already attacking the narrative. That's why they're coming at him with fake news about military veterans. Because he's already saying you don't automatically get to come here with a kid that you've human trafficked and claim you have asylum. We're not doing that anymore. So their response, uh, he's going after uh, veterans. Uh, they can't have uh, citizenship anymore. That became a fake news story for two days. Even my wife, who hates this crap, never follows it, doesn't want to talk about it at home at all. It even pilfered its way down to her. She was texting me about it while we were on vacation. Hey, did you see this? Yeah, it's not true. So that interview we just did. If you want to know, I've got, I've got, I've got, as George Harrison once said, I got blisters on my fingers. I've got lighters in my pocket, man. They weigh me down when I walk. I fantasize coming in here some days. I'm like, I'm just going to lay them all out, maybe color coded, and just light them all at once. And we'd be like, I'll create my own version of that Elmo gift that you like so much. <laughs> I've, I, have, I have almost done this. I stopped counting at 514 times because it's, it's just, it, we've blown way past that last week. And the only reason I, I hesitate is because every once in a while, as Wesley Snipes prophetically noted in White Men Can't Jump, the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. Every once in a while, orange man roll out of bed and gets it right by hiring a guy like Cuccinelli. Now, it's, it's not nearly often enough. And if you think it is, you're just lying to yourself. I'll tell you. I don't care. But it's also far more often than we would get with give away your guns because we ignored the shooter in Odessa calling the FBI tip line and rambling incoherently for years. I don't know. How you, I mean, I can't. I can't take my chances on that. That's not a chance. That's not even Russian roulette. There's a bullet in every chamber. That's suicide. That's <laughs> what that is. That's the only reason. But man, if we'd have been here on Thursday and Friday, we wouldn't have gotten to this Cuccinelli interview today. We wouldn't have gotten to it. Because you want some fake news. That whole swamp draining thing is right up there with read my lips, no new taxes. All right? I, if we were here on Thursday or Friday, we'd have needed a new desk. In fact, Aaron, I'd just let you build me one over the weekend from your bare hands see, this, with your great end table building. This is all well and good, Steve, but did you see what Ryan Stelter said? <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's get to fake news or not. All right. Fake news or not brought to you this week by Relief Factor in America. It's estimated that there are millions of Americans struggling with chronic pain that comes from inflammation in the body. 
if you are one of them, instead of spending $2,000 a year to combat that pain, or just being one of the 66% of Americans who have assumed, I'm just going to have to live with this the rest of my life, try Relief Factor. I am a regular user. In fact, I would say I'm hopelessly devoted at this point. What I love about it, 100% drug-free, yet it's created by physicians, which means these are folks who can prescribe drugs, but they're tired of just treating symptoms. They want to unleash the body's ability. It's God-given ability to push back against inflammation, and that's where the four key natural ingredients that make up Relief Factor come in. They want to give you every incentive to try this right now. So a dollar a day, a dollar a day for three weeks, it's called the starter kit. Just to try it, to see if it works for you. What, what do you have to lose for 20 bucks for a dollar a day? Except maybe, finally, hopefully, the pain. Go to relieffactor.com and get the starter kit at relieffactor.com. All right, gentlemen, for fake news or not this week, we're going to do one and only one clip, and it's one that went viral while we were away. It's Neil Cavuto on Fox News responding to President Trump. Is this fake news? Or not. I know you were critical of Fox yesterday. You came out and you tweeted Fox News heavily promoting the Democrats through the DNC communications director spewing out whatever she wanted. Absolutely. So you were very upset. I'm not happy with I'm not happy with Fox. All right. Well, I think the president watches Fox. I also think he is getting sick of Fox, which is weird because I think he gets pretty fair coverage at Fox. But the president making clear to fact check him is to be all but dead to him and his legion of supporters who let me know in no uncertain terms. I am either with him totally or I am a never Trumper fully. There are no grays, no middle ground. You're either all in or you're just out. Loyal on everything or not to be trusted on anything. Which could explain the president himself this week bashing Fox News yet again, urging his supporters to stop watching the channel to, quote, tweet, Fox isn't working for us anymore. Well, first of all, Mr. President, we don't work for you. I don't work for you. My job is to cover you, not fawn over you or rip you. Just report on you, to call balls and strikes on you. My job, Mr. President, our job here is to keep the scores, not settle scores. Now, in my case, to report the economic numbers when they're good and when they're bad, when the markets are soaring and when they're tumbling, when trade talks look like they're coming together and when they look like they're falling apart. It is called being fair and balanced, Mr. President, yet it is fair to say you're not a fan when that balance includes stuff you don't like to hear or facts you don't like to have questioned. You're only human. I get that. Who likes to be corrected? But you are the president. It comes with the job, just like checking what you say and do comes with my job. After all, I'm not the one who said tariffs are a wonderful thing. You are. Just like I'm not the one who said Mexico would pay for the wall. You did. Just like I'm not the one who claimed that Russia didn't meddle in the 2016 election. You did. Now, I'm sorry you don't like these facts being brought up, but they are not fake because I did. What would be fake is if I never did. If I ignored all the times you said you loved your old Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, until you didn't. Had no plans to dump your Homeland Security Secretary until you did. Called Chinese President Xi Jinping an enemy just last week and a great leader this week. Sometimes you don't even wait that long. 
Last week, you expressed an appetite for background checks before arguing just hours later. Our background checks are already strong. These aren't fake items. They're real items. And you really said them, just like you never paid to silence a porn star until it turns out you did. Never ordered your former White House counsel, Don McGahn, to fire Bob Mueller until we learned you tried. Fake is when it's wrong, Mr. President, not when it's unpleasant, just like it isn't and wasn't fake when you said the Access Hollywood tape wasn't real when it was or that you inherited an oppression from Barack Obama when you didn't or that you ripped quantitative easing when he was president, but are furious the Federal Reserve isn't doing the same for you now that you're president. You're entitled to your point of view, Mr. President, but you're not entitled to your own set of facts. Now, we can argue over whether you ever wanted to buy Greenland or disrupt hurricanes with nuclear weapons, but where seeds are planted, doubts are sown. You're right to say the media isn't fair to you, that they're more inclined to report the bad than anything good about you. So it is no surprise you're frustrated that more aren't in line with you and that everyone at Fox might not be in lockstep with you. You might even think that those who are work for you. They don't. I don't. Hard as it is to fathom, Mr. President, just because you're the leader of the free world doesn't entitle you to a free pass. Unfortunately, just a free press. All right. What do you think? Fake news or not, Todd? Here's where we need to understand the definition of a paradox, because that is totally true, which is why it's totally fake. Uh Th- that there's more truth in that however many minutes than there has been in Fox News's coverage in total of President Trump for three years. Uh, if Fox had been doing what Cavuto just did this entire time, this would be a largely different presidency. But because they didn't, and they were doing the very opposite, and making excuses for all that cap or not, crap or not talking about it, it's why I must fall on, without impugning the personal integrity of Cavuto, who I kind of, I don't, I don't watch Fox, Same. but I kind of like him. Uh, I just, how how he works, he, he seems like a relatively honest broker. I don't know the totality of all his political beliefs, um, but because he is so dead on, this is utter fake news. Aaron, what do you think? Fake yeah. news or not? So, uh, I, I first of all, I want to share the same sentiments about the, the person delivering this cavuto that that Todd kind of did. I, I have a good taste in my mouth, I guess. When um, when uh, you know, uh, considering what he has done, but I don't really know him that much. So, the thing that really stuck out stuck out to me at the end of this clip. This is all true. That part of it is not all of that. All of that was true. And exceptionally well delivered and, and well stated. Why wasn't that true four years ago? Or three years ago? Why isn't that true for some of the other shows on your network? Why isn't that true? And that is the reason. Why isn't everything you said seemingly true to some of the other shows and some of the other hosts on that network? Okay, that, that, is, that is the crux of this. And that's why what Todd said hit it on the, hit it on the, hit the nail on the head is that this is true, which means this is fake, given the given the uh, context of the messenger being, uh, you know, at large being the being the network. So it is, again, uh, like Todd said, it is a paradox. But that's kind of what I came away with. Here's where what I think it could very well be. 
is, well, first of all, Cavuto works for Fox Business, so it's in the family, but it's, it's a separate channel, all right? I, I think, you know, we got to remember, Fox originally tried to destroy Trump's candidacy, and Roger Ailes sent uh, Megyn Kelly and Chris Wallace out there uh, to, to crush him in the very first debate. And it was so over the top and obvious that they gave a big boost to Trump's career, to his, to his candidacy at that point. He was the newly minted front runner in the national polls, but still largely a novelty. And so to see Megyn Kelly, who nobody views as a conservative, but was always very liked at Fox for being a fairly straight shooter, people disdain Chris Wallace. He is by far their most loathsome figure. Uh, so to send your most your most loathsome figure out there in Chris Wallace to try to hammer Donald Trump just made him look even more like the people's champion. It boosted his stock. And when it where you really saw a pivot was post Super Tuesday. This became the full on board. Once it was clear now, Marco Rubio had no path to the presidency because remember. After Rubio finished third in Iowa to Cruz and Trump, it was the greatest third place finish of all time on Fox, right? Yes. It was like Ted Cruz never won Iowa. Never happened. And it was Marco Rubio television. Once, once we got past Super Tuesday and it was clear Marco Rubio could not win the nomination, then it became Trump TV full bore. And... We went through a process on the Cruz campaign where we won five straight contests, culminated by what happened in the Wisconsin primary that everyone at the time thought could very well have been the, the turning of the tide in the race, that maybe Trump had petered out. 30 days later, we were out of the race. And we were out of the race because a Trump spokeswoman named Kaylee McElhaney, who is now the spokeswoman for the Republican National Committee, and that clip is still out there if you want to go find it. I, I called her a liar right to her face on CNN because she was lying. That's well, If you lie to me and you lie to my audience, I'm going to call you a liar. You know, I mean, I, if you don't like being called a thug, don't be one. If you don't like being called a liar, don't lie. But she was a liar. And, and, this was her narrative that Cruz, the Cruz, we on the Cruz campaign, we were stealing elections <clears throat> simply by following the rules. You know, it's it's an it's an, the the primary process is like the electoral college. It's not about total votes; it's about the acquisition of delegates. Similar to it's, you know, not about the popular vote; it's about winning the electoral college. They weren't organized at the delegate level, and we were kicking their ass. They didn't like that. And then Fox picked up that narrative and started hammering the narrative that Cruz was stealing elections and Cruz was out of the race in 30 days after winning that decisive victory in Wisconsin. So if you're wondering, here's why I told you that history story. If you're wondering where the notion that Fox doesn't work for us anymore, Trump wasn't just, you know, pulling this out of a rectum. They were. It had been for quite some time. I think that, you know, they'd made that fairly obvious. I mean, they even dumped the "We Report, You Decide." Remember, they that was their their catchphrase from the day they were chartered. They even dumped that in order to be in service to Trump. 
So there, there's a couple more things I want us to say about this when we come back. Stay tuned. If you are wanting to take advantage of what is a robust real estate market at the moment, then make sure that you first get yourself a real estate agent that you can trust. And that's where realestateagentsitrust.com, that's where and why it was created, because you can't always take that for granted, especially in a good economic time like right now. It brings out the opportunists who are looking to make a buck. It brings out people with maybe inflated resumes. You want to make sure that your real estate agent has been fully vetted that they have proven, therefore, to have a, a, a track record of success in real estate. That they understand that they have to have a business marketing plan for your home other than um, how about, this is what the algorithm at the office said, or let's do another open house on Sunday. That they return calls, they're personable. If you're selling your home, uh, that they won't you know, just call you, oh, I forgot to call you 15 minutes ago. So, hey, I got, the, I got a prospective buyer that wants to see your home. They're parked out front. Can we come in? Well, no. I mean, the kids just got home from school. Things are kind of a mess. It's not a good time right now. You don't want to put up with any of that, right? You want to make sure you've got a real estate agent that you can trust, someone that is worthy of having you for a client. So just go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Com. So we were, we were discussing, there, there's two factors here uh, before we put, it, uh, put the fake news or not segment to bed. One, Trump has reason to say things like Fox was working for us. They were. And anybody with, I mean, it was Trump TV. I mean, you watch what Sean, Sean Hannity's show is now. It is nothing like what it was three, four, five, six, seven years ago. I mean, get, just go on YouTube, uh, you know, Sean Hannity, John McCain, 2008. Type that in the search engine and watch those clips. It's like he's gone undergone a metamorphosis. I mean, so this isn't a case of Trump just yanking this out of the back end and throwing it out there. That's, that, that wording is being used specifically for a reason. Fox tried to take Trump out. The older you were in the Republican primary, the more likely you were to vote for Trump. The average Fox News viewer is 68 and a half years old. Start doing the math, right? And that was his base. And Fox is trying to convince their base to vote for Dimples over there, uh, Marco Rubio instead. After first trying to convince him to vote for Scott Walker and Jim Bush. <laughs> and their base wasn't having it. Known between Paul Malls and Lucky Strikes, you know, over there at the retirement home, they, they loved them some Trump. That's what they wanted. So they then switched gears, went all in, helped finish off what was left of the Cruz campaign. I mean, there, there was the interview that Ted gave about a month ago where he was just flat out honest that Sean Hannity was on the tank for Trump, right? He was, I was kind of surprised Ted just said it out loud. Yeah. Props to him for saying it, but we all knew it. Yeah. We all talked about it within the campaign. I didn't think he'd you know, maybe say it now, years later. But props to him for just throwing it out there. So there's a reason why Trump thinks this. But then you have the other side, which is, is that good? Right? Because the implication 
as we pointed out a week ago, the implication of Trump's, in fact, it's not really an implication. That, that word doesn't do it justice. It's the flat out claim is that by doing what Cavuto says his network should be doing in that clip, that makes them anti-Trump. Which in some respects means Trump is telling you he views the truth as his enemy. The truth is his opponent. Anything that's not his narrative, his, you know, there's another political movement that thinks their narrative is the truth. Whether it is or not. Uh oh. I thought there, well, I thought there was, right? Yeah. 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 So we're just going to combat narratives for narratives. That's all we're going to do. Your propaganda versus mine. It's the Frank Luntz line. We're going to, we're just going to go for confirmation instead of information. Now, the sign over my shoulder says, truth be told. Maybe it won't. Maybe that's not what everybody wants. Well, we know that's not what everybody wants. Everybody's never wanted that. But maybe the, the list of those who do will, will wane more. I don't know. Now, our traffic numbers here are great. But... And we have a various assortment of personalities here. Some are more Trump than others. Some are more skeptical than others. So I don't know. Um, I do think going forward, though, this is a disastrous strategy for us as a movement. You know, there's a there's a there's a Pew Research survey, or not? It's not Pew. It's another polling firm. I put it up on my Facebook wall yesterday. Did you read this, Aaron? Yep. Selections. Yeah. And it's a, it's a survey of, of whether or not young evangelicals are more liberal than their parents and grandparents. And the reason why this particular subgroup matters so much in this conversation, because white evangelicals have been the most loyal voting bloc the Republican Party has had for my, most of my lifetime, therefore most of yours, all of Aaron's. I mean, you know, the whole thing, that white evangelicals were never going to vote for Mitt Romney because of the LDS thing. They voted for him in droves. They, they are, if you are the Republican nominee, I mean, you can be John McCain and against repealing Roe v. Wade. And in a lot of white evangelicalism, if you become the Republican nominee, no matter where you are on the issues, absolution. I used to call it the magic R. All sins are forgiven. All beliefs affirmed. All values, good. Nomen patre, right? That, that's, what, that's what goes on here. Get the magic R. Absolution is, is given. And so, since that's been the case for like the last 30 years, it's kind of important about whether their kids are going to pick up the mantle or not. Don't you think? A little bit. Might have something to say about the future of American politics 
And what, what the survey found is, I'm going to kind of throw out what the survey says on immigration because it didn't ask about illegal immigration. It just asked, do you think immigration has been good for America? I, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know anybody who's been an American for five minutes that historically could answer no. Okay. To that. But that doesn't tell me anything about illegal immigration. MS-13 gangs and human trafficking. Even on the, on, the, on the homosexual issue, they didn't appear to actually be more liberal than their parents and grandparents. They just thought their parents and grandparents were too mean to their gay friends. Is that kind of how you interpreted it? Mm, yep. They seem to be just as pro-marriage and religious freedom as their parents and grandparents. They just, and I kind of also think maybe they think their parents and grandparents with their love of adulterous politicians and their hatred of gay marriage are a, a, a slightly there. hypocritical yeah. maybe. Like that could be part of it. But, and, and so they tended to be actually more pro-life than the older generations were. Other than that, pretty much agreed with their parents and grandparents on all the same issues. You want to know what issue had the largest breach? If I got, I think the conversation we're having is so important. I think we're going to punt on Pop Culture Tuesday this week if you guys are okay with it, all right? Yep. Because I think we need to discuss this point in light of everything else we just said about fake news or not. Where younger white evangelicals had the largest chasm between them and their parents and grandparents wasn't on an actual issue. It was on loyalty to the Republican Party. Now, in this current environment, that is being labeled as Trump. But that's really the question. Right. That's really the question. I mean, if Donald Trump had all the same views and all the same scandals in his personal life and were a Democrat, would he have gotten 81 percent of the white evangelical vote in the 2016 presidential election? Dodd. Bing. No. In fact, <laughs> let me even drive this point home even harder for you. If the Dem- if, if the Republicans had nominated. Um, uh, Jeff Flake. If Jeff Flake were the 2016 Republican nominee and Donald Trump were the Democratic nominee and said all the same things about all the same things, would Donald Trump have received 81% of the white evangelical vote? Aaron? Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Thank you, Office Space. Yes. And when I would have been on a show like this reminding you of who Jeff Flake was the entire election, what would you have told me? Steve, why are you, why are you yep. with Democrats with yep. this? I've been like, Trump's actually more conservative on immigration than Flake is. Why are you with the Democrats days? You hate America days. Right? You haven't pulled out that voice in a long time. It's yeah, one it's of my nice. all-time favorites. I'd like yep. to see more of that yeah. in the future. Thank you, you might get more of it. <laughs> <laughs> he puts out any more tweets like last Thursday and Friday. We're just too nice not to put James Comey behind bars. Oh, you may hear that voice as the default around here. Isn't he the guy who coined crooked Hillary? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not really about Trump. Everybody wants to make the claim it's about Trump. See, everybody wants to say Trump is the reason for everything. So they don't have to look at their own issues. Right? He's the scapegoat for all of you. For the whole political class on every side. Really, it's about Team GOP. Because their parents and grandparents don't love them some Trump. They love them some Team GOP. 
And all the same lies they told to themselves about Donald Trump are the same lies they told to themselves about Mitt Romney and John McCain before. It's funny now, it's totally okay to tell the truth about John McCain. I nearly lost my job. My general manager at WHO called me into his office after John McCain lost Iowa by nine points in the 08 election. And I was put on probation for that. Went out to the Iowa game. The Hawkeye game the weekend after the election was Iowa-Penn State when Penn State was number three in the country. You probably remember that game, right? I do. Big yep. win for your Hawkeyes back in the day. Yep. And he went out there with a bunch of guys named Denny Elwell and a bunch of these, you know, GOP bigwigs here in Iowa that are corporate bigwigs. And they were just crushing me that I apparently had the power to cause John McCain to lose Iowa by nine points, which means I was clearly getting unpaid. And I was put on probation. And I was told that if the when the fall ratings book came out in, in January, that Sean Hannity was on the same time as me. On the, I was on a 50,000 watt AM. He was on, he was on a 50,000 watt FM. And Sean Hannity was on the exact same three hours as me pumping out the get out the vote ever for John McCain. And I was told that if when the fall book came out in January, if Sean Hannity beat me, I was probably done here. I actually beat him in the ratings three to one. But that's what I was told. That's what I was told before the book came out. That, that, it, so this isn't about Trump. It's about Team GOP. You'd be sitting there fawning over Jeff Flake if they nominated him. I know. Because they nominated a worse, less likable, less polished, not as smart version of him named John McCain. And you thought him and his Syrian freedom fighters were going to save America. Okay? So it's not about Trump. And where you see this next generation of white evangelicals, Aaron's generation, that's, and it's not even close, man. The biggest difference between them and the older generations is loyalty to Team GOP. And when you have your standard bearer saying that Fox News telling the truth about my administration makes them an enemy, makes me not happy with them, and then you stand up like seals and clap. Yeah, they hate Trump, so they hate America, and they hate Jesus. If you're wondering, I want to congratulate you. You're going to help Rob Bell sell more books. Um, you're going to help uh, Beth Moore with her uh, Twitter kvetching, gain a larger audience about white nationalism in the church, like some kind of red scare. I want you to know, guys to know, man, I was just tripping all over white nationalists out in front of my church on, on Sunday. How about when you guys went to church on Sunday, were you tripping over? How many yeah. white nationalists were you? Did you look around and say, I wonder how many people here are white nationalists? Well, I just know it, though. I just know it, though, Steve. Yes. Don't even have but to But under, understand, understand, when you guys, when your kids see you cheer Trump on for criticizing Fox News of all places for not being fair to him, you're helping, you're pushing them to these crowds. In revolt, just as just as you push yourself to Team GOP and you tolerate all of Mitt Romney's flip flops, smartest political thing John McCain ever said, 2008 New Hampshire primary debate when he looks at Mitt Romney and says, "Well, Mitt, I think we all agree that you are the candidate of change." All of Romney's flip flops, all of McCain's backstabs, all of Trump's cons. Just as watching the communists take over the Democrats keep pushing you in response, 
to Republicans like this and putting up with all of their various sins against you because you're like, I'm doing the math and at least they're not the hammer and the sickle. Your kids are human too. They're doing the same thing. They're watching you go against every lecture you gave them at the dinner table all their lives in order to support Team GOP. And they're ejecting. And when Trump is gone, and we don't have him to blame anymore as the reason, the guy who broke the system, he didn't break any systems. He took advantage of a system that was broken. We're going to have to confront a lot of these uncomfortable truths. Some final thoughts after we talk about home title lock. Again, for a lot of Americans, you're counting on your equity to be your retirement nest egg, to be your emergency fund. Maybe you're like Todd with four daughters. You're like, that's how I'm going to pay for all them weddings. <laughs> all right. Whatever the case may be, that's your most important and most valuable investment. And that's why it's being targeted by scammers right now. It's called home title fraud or home equity theft. They go online on the database where your home title is kept, your mortgage note is kept. They forge their way on and then claim they're you and liquidate your equity. They steal it from you and then stick you with the payments, maybe the foreclosure notices. That's why you want to get home title lock. You can try it right now. 60 risk-free days of protection. Find out if your home's title has already been tampered with or targeted at HomeTitleLock.com. Let them put the firewall around your home's title and mortgage. Protect your most valuable investment. Only at HomeTitleLock.com. 60 days risk-free protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Gentlemen, we've got about a minute and a half left. Final thoughts. Todd. I don't know if it was the same poll, but you also saw that uh, recent polling on how many people are giving up on God, patriotism, uh, and having children. Uh, This is all leading to a wandering around the desert uh, uh, Moses style uh, until a, a, a new... A, a, a phoenix rises out of the ashes or if we want to speed up the process we got to get serious about the civil war that's actually happening whether we want to believe it or not and do what we can to win and win quickly yeah we have to recognize this this battle generationally and this has been a tagline and a, and a popular you know uh, almost cliche at least for our show is that uh, we're, we're fighting for a generation not the next election you know the progressivism the civil war that uh, that we're fighting right now for the soul of american there uh herm edwards playing to win the game uh we're playing right now it seems like on the right or what's not left it's just we're just playing a game that's that's what this amounts to, mm. and until we understand that and reverse that and understand what winning hearts and minds looks like, they're going to win the game. That is, that is a great turn of phrase right there. Well said, Aaron. Hey, we're going to stick around and do some overtime on some fake news that cost a Trump administration official his job. Why? We're going to discuss that for our Blaze TV subscribers, blazetv.com slash dace if you want to get your Blaze TV subscription today. For the rest of you, see you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.